Welcome back. This is MMA Amigos. You've got your host, Gabe, and we're back again with Tiny Socks himself. Juan Carlitos. Freaking Vato Carlitos. Here, Carlitos, way. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um, yes, we are back. We're going to cover another another fight for you guys. Uh, like we said in the previous episode, this one will be a fight night. Uh, this one is close to us, if you will, because it is a uh, Mexican UFC night. It is being held in Mexico, actually, so that's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, this is a... I said this a lot last episode, but this is definitely like a, a sleeper card, in my opinion. I don't think many people... Like, they haven't really promoted this as far as no, i know haven't. like they really though they really haven't it's weird no yeah they haven't i mean even uh the last pay-per-view you know how they'll show sometimes like oh here are the upcoming fights yeah and they'll show them like the pay-per-views and whatever they i think they mentioned this maybe one time but there's some ballers on this Dude, card it's crazy that we haven't heard more about this card it's really weird it, especially considering that there's a former champ the number one ranked fighter of the uh, flyweight division. And then we've got a number three and a number four for the featherweight division. Like it's really weird that they didn't, uh, they didn't promote this fight more, but whatever, it's going to be a banger. Regardless, we got a lot of really good fights coming up uh, for us on this weekend. And this one, if you have a a ESPN plus will be free to you. So any of those, uh, those people that are out there that even, Oh, even uh, if you have, I think, uh, Disney Plus, right? Not just ESPN Plus. Well, uh, it's just a right? bundle. If you bundle it, if you bundle it, you'll have it. Okay. Which if you haven't bundled, so if you let have me just the plug. bundle, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly for real. Because this is a this is going to be a banger of a card, and for free. I mean, you can't really. That's going to be awesome. Um, but yes, so we are not going to go over the entire card. Carlos and I were discussing prior to the episode. Um, we want to kind of just go over what the fights that we think are going to be, like the good cards i guess not good cards but the the fighters that we we like um so yeah we won't go over the entire card this is mainly just going to be for kind of more of like a a chill episode i guess that yeah a little, little relaxed fit for sure so i mean right off yeah. the bat we have we have two big fights i think you and i are both excited for uh two two fights uh meaning that we have brandon moreno versus brandon royval two and we have Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega, too. And those are the two oh, yeah. fights that I'm the most excited about. I mean, these guys, uh, especially Ortega and Rodriguez, <clears throat> they're ballers, man. I freaking love watching both those guys fight. I love watching Moreno fight. I'm not, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not really a huge fan of Roy Vall. I'm going to throw that out there right now. Mm-hmm. No, he, he's a, he looks like a chump, dude. I don't know. Just looking at <laughs> pictures of him, he's just like, oh man, he looks like a fool. But I also don't really, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of him either. He also just fought, uh, um, what's his name? Ponta, Ponta, Pontoja, 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 Pontoja. Um, it wasn't a bad fight. I think he put up a good fight, but it definitely, uh, dude, that's actually, I forgot about this too. He showed tremendous tank during that fight too. I thought that fight was going to be dunzo for pantoja in like the fourth round i believe because pantoja looked like he had not been training for that fight even a little bit like it was ridiculous how gassed he looked and i think everybody was thinking it throughout the entire fight he looked like he was dunzo but uh yeah man i mean eventually he pulled out the win but i think pantoja or sorry royval did put up a good fight uh again i will say this until the UFC takes me up on this or they stop letting the fighters choose their own uh, nicknames because this guy's name is Brandon Raw Dog Royval. Hey, dude. Raw him, Dog. And, him and Flick should have their own fight night. Freaking. Him, him Flick, and Brick. <laughs> him, Flick, and Brick, dude. And Vienna. Vienna the sausage. Vienna sausage. Him, Flick, and Brick, Vienna dog. sausage. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that would be yeah, a good fight night. No, that was a, it. Was a good fight between Pandoja and Royval. I, I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Royval lost by unanimous decision. If you remember, too, uh, last year uh, Moreno lost his title to Pantoja, 
And that was a split decision. I think it could have gone both ways on, on that fight, to be honest with you. I think uh, Moreno put on a great yeah. fight. But let's no, talk I, about I agree. Yeah, let's talk about just like the first time uh, Moreno and uh, Royval fought. So they fought several years ago. I think it was like 2020 or something like that. Like it was it was a long time ago. I remember watching mm-hmm. it uh, from the Apex, right? Or not, I wasn't in the Apex, but it was at the Apex. Um, yeah, because that was during COVID. So they yeah. had to do it at the Apex. Yeah, and it was a early stoppage because uh, Royval dislocated his shoulder. And here's an interesting fact about these two fights, right? So the Royval, Moreno, and Rodriguez Ortega fight. In the first time that Moreno and Royval fought, I just said Royval dislocated his shoulder. The first time mm-hmm. that Brian Ortega and Rodriguez fought, Ortega dislocated his shoulder. So it's interesting. Oh, it's just really? like a little, yeah, it's just a little Whoa. coincidence there. So, uh, and we'll get to this in a minute, but Ortega's was very, very bad. He ended up having to get surgery and he's, he's been out of the UFC for quite some time, but we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, um, I do remember that now. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. So he, okay. uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess we can talk about it right now. I so remember that now. Yeah. In that fight, in the first round, literally the last seconds of the first round, he gets a takedown on Rodriguez. Rodriguez immediately transitions because his jiu-jitsu is awesome. He transitions to, I believe he was trying to get an arm bar. And Ortega's sitting there mm-hmm. shucking it off, shucking it off. And then he just falls backwards. Rodriguez gets up like he's going to punch him in the face. And then he realizes something's wrong. And then later it comes out that Ortega obliterated his shoulder. He tore all the ligaments, rotator cuff, dislocated the shoulder, had to go through... I think multiple surgeries after that. I mean, they fought in 22, I think. So it's been two years. So this is something to note. It's been two years since Ortega's fought. His last fight was oh, against wow. Yair Rodriguez. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. TKO shoulder injury, Yair Rodriguez at four minutes and 11 seconds of the very first round. And right before this, he fought the... Alexander the mediocre Volkanovsky. The mediocre no, no. man downgraded. No, no, I'm not gonna say that. I no, 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 dude. I just I like <laughs> put a pit in my stomach. The great. Alexander the Great. He fought him right before this to fight for the uh, featherweight title. And uh if my memory serves me right, this is probably one of the closest fights that Alex actually came to losing prior to the loss to Makachev. Uh yeah, pretty quick it, during this fight. Almost a submission. Yeah, yeah. During this fight, Brian put in a really, really good uh, submission. I think it was a, a Kimura that he had in at one point, and uh, somehow Volk didn't tap. He made it out, and he won uh, via. I think it was actually. It was unanimous. No, it was, yeah, unanimous it was a decision. unanimous decision, five round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, that was a that was a good fight. Was it a Kimura? I think it was a guillotine, wasn't it? it wasn't. Ortega on his back? No, guillotine? it was a guillotine. It was a guillotine. Yeah, it was a guillotine. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. No, no. I mean, listen. What was it? Wait, wasn't Volk on the ground? Oh, I thought he was on the back. I, mean, I don't know. I don't remember. It was Either like way, ago. he was going to get subbed. I know. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, it was three years ago. <laughs> so it's, it's been a minute. I, I don't know about you, man, but I never go back and rewatch fights. I, <laughs> it's not one of those things that I'm like, oh, except for when Cody Garbrandt gets knocked out. Then I'll go back and watch those highlights. But besides that, I don't ever go back and watch fights. <laughs> uh, man, um, no, I, I think sometimes I do go back and watch fights. Like uh, there's, there's one fight that I watched probably three times now. But dude, the fight against or the fight with um, if Dustin say, Poirier. And okay. All right. What, what do you think I was going to say? I, I, dude, I was going to say, if you bring up Izzy as one of the fights that you go back and watch, I'll, I'll log off right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Um, no, no. I was going to say Dan Hooker versus Dustin Poirier. Dude, that fight went five rounds and it was a slugfest the entire time. Like it was probably one of the greatest fights I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it was dude. so good. You just reminded me, dude, I, I have gone back and watched one fight and that one fight was Gaethje versus Chandler. I would, I've watched that fight probably that was like a good two or three too. more times after that. Very similar to the... the we watched Poirier that fight together. Yeah, dude. Freaking at the bar. Yeah, it was yeah, crazy. The, Everyone was going bar. wild. That was a good time, man. I, I love that fight. That was awesome. That was like a... That was one of... Um, was that... Was that Chandler's debut fight? No, no. His debut fight was against uh, Hooker, actually. Knocked him out. Hooker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Well, I guess we should probably talk about these fights, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I just got this tangent. So, let me just give you guys a quick breakdown of the fight, the main card, and then we'll dive into the fights that we uh, that we wanted to talk about. So first, we got a lightweight bout, Manuel Tor- Torres uh, from Mexico. Again, every single one of these cards is going to have a Mexican fighter on it because it's held in Mexico. Uh, lightweight bout versus Chris Duncan. Then we move on to a woman's strawweight bout, Yasmin Hurego Hurego Jaregui I'm not even gonna try anymore. Uh versus Sam Hughes. Uh Yasmin is from Mexico and uh Sam Hughes obviously is from United States. Oh, let me give you guys the odds on these. Manuel Torres is the uh favorite at 192 and Duncan as the dog at 160. Yasmin is the favorite at 345. Hughes at 275 is the it's dog. Crazy odds. And then we move on to, yeah, dude, there's a huge deficit right there. That's massive. Yeah, it's a good spread. It's almost double. Bet on, or, bet, no, bet on actually, Sam. A, bet on Sam. Just, just yeah, put like 10 bucks by, on like, Sam. Like, knockout. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get some Skrilla. Uh, then we go to Raul Rosas Jr. If you guys, I'm sure that name sounds familiar. He is a very popular up and coming ugly ass star. Uh, we'll <laughs> hop onto that in just a minute. <laughs> Uh, he is the favorite at 285 and then he is fighting Ricky Turquios and he is the dog at 230. Then we move on to Daniel Zellhuber, a lightweight bout with versus Francisco Prado. Currently, I do not see any, uh, odds on the UFC website. I'm sure we can pull them up, uh, for the, the Las Vegas betting odds here in a minute, but We'll move on to the featherweight bout. And this is the one that Carlos was saying, Yario Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. Same thing with this. Uh, both of these guys do not show any odds, but we'll get them for you guys. Uh, then we move on to our main event. Our number one flyweight contender, Brandon Moreno at the favorite 250 versus Brandon Royval at the dog 205. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here I got I got DraftKings sports odds for us. Uh, we got Daniel Zaluber at a Perfect. negative two seventy, Francisco Parado at positive two twenty, Yair Rodriguez at negative one fifty five, Brian Ortega at the dog at plus one thirty, Brian Moreno negative one ninety or two ninety, and uh, Brandon Royval at uh, plus two thirty five. It's a nice spread too. Holy smokes, those odds changed. Yeah, yeah. Those, so those yeah, are those the, are live the as of. Yeah, those are live, live as of, uh, let's see, last night. So it's taking a minute to, to update. Oh, okay. But I'm sure those will change as we get closer. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's get into let's it. Get into so, it. So, let's get into it. Let's get into the ugly man first fight that we wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, first fight we want to go into, Raul Rosas Jr. versus Ricky Trucuos. Okay. So I know I kind of like was aggressive and said Raul Ugly Man Rosas. That should be his nickname, dude. Again, you oh see, my you don't have to pay me free. You don't have to do any uh, royalties, whatever. Okay. His real name is Raul Rosas Jr. Raul El Nino Problema Rosas Jr. Or Raul Rosas, whatever. Um, yeah, dude, this guy's a, like I said, up and coming star. He's just, oh man, I feel bad for him, bro. He could whoop <laughs> my ass. And I'm sure if you heard me saying this, he'd probably just come beat me up. But dude, he's an ugly bro. He's an ugly dog, but he puts on good fights. He's fast, dude. He is fast, and he has been, I, I think he's won uh, six round first, first, uh, s- sorry, six round, six first round finishes. Gosh, can't even speak. Six first round <laughs> finishes, which is nuts. Two wins by knockout and his submission game, dude. This is what's crazy. I remember when he was trying to, th- actually, let me say one thing about Rosas in his last fight, when he tried to just constantly sink in that, um, that rear naked choke, I was getting annoyed with him because I was like, dude, what are you doing? Just like, come on, just trying to try to actually fight, you know? And, um, eventually obviously he went to decision, but the, I was getting frustrated because he didn't seem to kind of like get that forward thought, I guess, if that makes sense of like, Hey, maybe I should stop wasting my tank on trying to get this uh, submission, even though it's not going to go anywhere, and just get the 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 knockout or or put in a little bit more striking game. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, man. And I I see where you're going with this, so keep keep it going. 
Are you talking about his, yeah. his first I round just, finish? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, so, and then it moves on to his first round finish. Right. And so where it's like in a, such a dramatic fashion, he wins the fight, you know? And so it's, uh, for me, in my opinion, he was like up and down, but we'll see. Hopefully he can get it done this weekend. I think, uh, to be honest with you, I have not seen much of the, um, his, uh, opponent, Ricky Turquios. He just kind of looks like a, <laughs> like a twig. He's a tiny yeah. guy, man. These guys are. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, man, he's got that he long hair, looks, kind of stoner vibe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. If I any agree, of you man. guys know, um, the, <laughs> this is a weird comparison to make, but if you guys know the, uh, quarterback for Utah, football he uh his name is cam rising he looks like a tiny version of cam rising <laughs> look it up and you'll agree <laughs> <laughs> so dude with Raul rosas i just want to bring attention to why this guy got so popular so he came off of dana white's contender series and he was the youngest uh fighter to ever get a ufc contract so he was 18 years old so barely legal mm-hmm. age to be able to get a contract came into the ufc Can't even drink can't even drink, but it can beat the hell out of people. His yeah. first, his debut fight, he submits a guy in the first round, loses his next fight by unanimous decision. And then yep. his third fight, so he's only fought three times in the UFC, his third fight, he wins by TKO in the first round. So, I mean, he's mm-hmm. exciting. I think we're going to see a pretty decent fight in front of Mexican fans. This guy, unlike Henry Cejudo, I mean, all the guys on this card, <laughs> unlike Henry Cejudo, fully embrace their Mexican side. So there's going to be a lot of pride going around. Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see it, man. I'm excited to see it. I, I honestly don't know how this goes. I guess I'll just lean betting odds and say uh, say I got Rosas. And uh, you know what? We'll, we'll give him the first round. Rosas in the first round by submission. Yo, oh, wow. You're going first round finish, Rosas. Let's Damn. do it, man. Okay. Okay. All right. You know what? F it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go first round too. No, no. If you don't, you're no, racist. No, I'm not going to go first round. <laughs> I, I guess I'm racist. I'm going second round. Uh, TKO, KO, Rosas. Yeah, that's right. my call. All second right, round, TKO, KO. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I think, uh, I think that'll, that'll be a really exciting fight. Like you said, it, it, these guys are all Mexican, right? There's a reason they're on this card. And the Mexican people are going to put up they're going to go for their boys. You know, everybody's going to be cheering for them. So I think that's, and I spoke about this on a previous episode, but I think that plays a huge factor in how a fighter is going to perform because you can show up to, let's say, for instance, you are a Brazilian fighter and you're on this card or in a, in an actual manner, uh, Daniel Zellhuber versus Francisco Prado. He's an Argentinian Argentina. fighter. Argentina. And um that I don't know, man. I feel like that would play so much into your mental, you know. You're going to like a, a country that I I mean, we're like rivals with them in in soccer. You know, it's like one of the biggest rivals, Argentina and Mexico, and then Brazil and Mexico, you know, those those more Europe or not European uh everyone just hates Mexico and soccer, dude. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's, it's true. Even I sometimes hate Mexico and soccer because they're I won't get into that. This is not a soccer <laughs> podcast, a football podcast, if you will. Um, but yeah, dude, I think that definitely can play into your mental, you know, going into somewhere where you know you're not going to be the most liked fighter, you're not, you know you're not going to be the favorite, and then your opponent is getting insane amounts of praise from the, from the crowds, you know, like that must be super defeating. But then on the upside of that, say you start beating him, that could almost like feed into your your fuel that could be your fuel of like oh these guys are all getting pissed because i'm whooping their boys butt and then then you win you know so it's i think it's definitely hard it's hard to say who's gonna win the fight but i don't know again rosa's fast bro watching him strike like his striking is really good and his submission game is on point as well except for that second fight it just pissed me off when he wouldn't just let it go (laughs) But yeah, anyway, man, I, yeah, um, no, I get it, dude. I get it. And I agree with you. I think the fans are going to have a big sway on how, how these fighters come into the ring. I think with the exception of, uh, Prado, everyone's going to, everyone's going to receive a pretty decent Mexican welcome. Um, just because again, it's just those Latin countries, man, those Latin countries got, mm-hmm. got something against each other. 
<laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how no, it pans out. But yeah, let's move on to let's true. move on to Daniel Zaluber <laughs> and uh, Francisco Francisco Prado. Let's hear it. Okay, so well, I guess I'll say it. so. Uh, Daniel Zellhuber, yes, this guy is a dog. Um, I was telling Carlos right before the fight or before recording too, is that because we were discussing what cards we wanted to kind of hit on and uh, uh, go through, and I was like, dude, we got to talk about Zellhuber. This dude is a freaking menace, bro. He's a honestly, I think he's gonna make. I think he's going to do really well in the lightweight division. Um, last time he fought, he had an amazing submission, like amazing. Uh, it was an anaconda, which anaconda uh, for those you, it's, yeah, it's exactly what it sounds like. You know, he was fully wrapped um, in the anaconda. I don't know how to, kind of like explain it without yeah so I'm it's sitting like, here trying to like make gestures <laughs> to nobody <laughs> so so i'll i'll try to explain it for you. so imagine imagine your opponent said imagine you you kind of a guillotine position but what you're doing is you're reaching your arm from that side of their neck all the way over underneath their armpit on the opposite side you're hooking your own bicep and then that arm comes up over their back and then you squeeze mm-hmm. in and you suck your hips down into their chest and there you go. So you roll over like you would an anaconda. So if you've ever seen an anaconda attack something, they wrap it up and they just start spinning. They just start going. Start spinning. Yeah. They just start rolling on the ground until they're all wrapped up. And then they anaconda squeeze. Yeah, dude. See, and you did it too. I heard you making the gestures and slapping your hands together. Because yeah, that, it's that, that was something I was, else slapping, dude. Dude, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Yes. Oh, that's filthy. Okay. Um, <laughs> this uh, Zell Huber is also very new to the UFC. Um, he was on Dana White's Contender Series in 2021. He uh, won a five or he won a three round against Lucas Almedia to get his uh, contract. And he's had three fights in the UFC, one of those being Nochi UFC. Most of these guys did fight on Nochi UFC as well. Uh, again, that was for like the Latin, the Latin uh, countries. So they had a bunch of very, a bunch of ethnic fighters. Which, mind you, though, I feel like they have ethnic fighters almost every time. Um, but yeah, so Huber's but a that dog, one was dude. special. It was a special night. It was very special. He had <laughs> lost um, a fight in the UFC. It was actually his debut fight. But ever since then, he's been on a good winning streak. Uh, but yeah, man. I still, I just can't get over that submission. It was so wonderful. I love yeah, it. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll jump in and say too, we definitely have bias because I've never seen Francisco Prado fight. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. So it is what it is. Yeah. But listen, F Prado. I was going to say, are we allowed to say the F word on this? I don't freaking know. But you know, know what? It's our podcast, dude. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've said it before, but anyway, listen, I'll give, I'll give it to, to Daniel Zaluber and remember the fighting odds on this one were negative 270 for Zaluber and uh, Prado was at plus 20. So it seems mm-hmm. like uh, Vegas also uh, believes in us. Yeah, dude. Well, the other thing too with, um, with Prado, Prado uh, he is one in one in the UFC. So he, and he hasn't been fighting for a very long time either. He, he made his debut in 2023 and he's won one, lost one. So we don't know too much about this guy. I mean, it definitely could change. The other thing too to keep in mind is that these more f- famous fighters, if you will, uh, are definitely more of the hype train, quote unquote hype train. And uh, it's, I don't know, just by default, I feel like they put on better fights. Mind you though, it's not like I'm watching every single fight. And I, guys, the truth comes out. We're not like perfect. We don't watch every single fight. It just happens, okay? We have um, lives. Stop yeah, judging we have us. Lives. <laughs> um, but yes, Raul Rosas Jr. I've definitely I've seen all of his fights. He's a very exciting fighter. Um, so yeah, I'm also or sorry, Raul Rosas. Uh, Daniel Zohuber. My bad. Uh, Daniel Zohuber, good fighter. I think he's definitely going to take it as well. I would say, let's say, mm, first round submission. All right, I'm going to go with Zell Huber. I'm going to say uh, unanimous decision. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So you, you think it's going to go full three rounds? Middle fingers to the crowd. Yeah. What the? <laughs> Middle fingers <laughs> to the crowd. Okay. All right. Well, Carlos has got Zell Huber at unanimous decision. I've got him at a sec or what did I say? First round submission. Yeah. I don't know, okay. dude. I wasn't paying attention because it was a dog shit view. 
Dude, really shut the that hell up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now we move on to the featherweight bout. This is going to be a good, good fight. Yair Rodriguez versus Brian Ortega. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm, I'm going to be, I'll be honest with everyone You're right, right now. He is, he is right our cousin, now, bro. He is our cousin. He's our cousin. <laughs> yeah, he's our cousin. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, man, this fight. Oh my gosh. I am so excited for this fight. Okay. So remember when I told you guys that I don't rewatch fights? I do rewatch fights. That was a complete lie. Um, this fight. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You just recognize me as a liar. This fight, the first time they went at it, it was exactly what you would expect it to be. A striking fest. It was going to be an exciting fight until, like I said earlier, when we started the, uh, the podcast. Um, unfortunately, in that first round, we had that uh, that doctor stoppage uh which i actually don't know if it went down as a doctor stoppage officially because they it was, so they labeled it as a tko yeah that's interesting because uh no so yeah they were they were wrapping up like i said went for that arm bar and uh he dislocated so technically speaking mm-hmm. right if you were to look at it uh the doctor didn't come in didn't stop it but it was from a submission, I would say, mm-hmm. but I think they put it as a TKO because uh, the ref came in and stopped it. Uh, like I said, it, it was mm-hmm. an arm bar. He's trying to shuck it off, dislocates his arm. He falls backwards, so he, he's no longer in uh, Rodriguez's guard, falls backwards. Rodriguez goes to swing on him. He notices he's in pain, which hats off to Rodriguez, notices he's in For pain, real. stops, doesn't hit him. Ref jumps in, realizing something's wrong, and then that's the end of the fight. So I think that's why they call it a TKO, technical knockout, mm-hmm. because uh, it wasn't a submission, but it also wasn't a doctor stoppage. So, no, I mean that makes sense. The thing is that I don't know. I think we may have mentioned this in the last. I don't know. I don't remember if we mentioned this in the last episode, but um, doctor stoppage is when obviously what it sounds like is when the doctor comes in and stops it in this case like carlos said the ref came in and stopped it so it technically wasn't a doctor stoppage which eventually it probably would have been let's say ortega kept uh fighting and rodriguez didn't notice that he was hurt you know if he's just sitting there and very clearly something's wrong with him the doctors are going to come in and say hey you can't fight anymore uh at that point though the uh the ref in this case ended up stopping it so then it goes down as tko uh but yeah i don't know dude this fight's gonna be good i i love watching yari rodriguez fight he is like one of the most technical people i think right now in the ufc and i don't think he gets enough praise for it uh i think he's his kind of um train or like popularity kind of went down after the fight with Volkanovsky. And I was pissed after that fight, dude. I really was. I was so frustrated with, with Yair. I think Volk put on a phenomenal performance like he usually does. Um, But I think Yair uh, was scared, man. I think he was scared of Volk's power. And if you, if Mm -hmm. you look at that fight, or if you remember Volk took Yair down every single round, every single round until he got the, the TKO. And that's actually one of the things I want to highlight here is that, Yair, as flashy as he is, as good as his submission game is, he mm-hmm. is not a great wrestler. I'll, I'll come out and say it. When mm-hmm. Ortega fought Rodriguez the first time, uh, it was a lot of clinching. Ortega had him up against the, the side of the ring. He took him down. When they were striking, it was pretty even, man. When they were striking, it was shot for shot. I think Rodriguez was taking the better, uh, the better clips here and there, but ultimately it came down to wrestling. If Ortega doesn't get his arm dislocated, uh, I think that he would have continued to have that pressure in that fight, pinning Rodriguez up against the fence, taking him mm-hmm. down, having some ground and pound, jumping back out. And one thing to note here is that Ortega is also an amazing submission artist. Uh, I'm pretty he sure he's really got his black belt in, in jiu-jitsu, and I think that um, he's impressive that way. But yeah, it's, it's tough, man, because after that fight with Volk, I was the same way. Because you know, you're, you're used to seeing this Yair Rodriguez that knocks out Korean zombie with this crazy back elbow Dude, thing, you oh. know? Oh, yeah. Maybe we should mention that. Because Yair Rodriguez, that's like one of the things that he, he like got him the most famous was that fight. 
and it was a slugfest of a fight too. Keep in mind, dude, Yair was getting beat up bad too. He was bloodied. Yeah. He was bruised. He was cut. And so was Korean Zombie. But dude, that freaking elbow. Uh, so just to give you guys a depiction of what happened, Yair comes down almost like he was going to faint or go for a takedown. And he throws this elbow up and knocks Korean Zombie out. Just dead. Drops on the ground. Out. It was crazy, Starched. dude. Amazing. One Amazing. of the greatest knockouts of all time, honestly. Yeah, yeah honestly. And, uh, yeah, so this guy's got, I mean, he's got skills, man. He really does. And watching him fight up till that point was like, holy shit. You know, this guy might actually give Alex a run for his money, you know, because we all thought he would. He was so, so good stylistically. Yeah. Yep. He's got the reach advantage and everything. Everything was supposed to go his way. And then he goes and fights Volk and Volk almost made like, like it was like. He toyed with him uh, and he beat him up yeah, and he toyed him with him. It was like yeah. Marab versus freaking Cejudo, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe not that bad, but it was. It was like I mean, yeah. No, Volk just kept picking him up. Volk kept just taking him down and, and ground upon. And uh, something I want to highlight here too. I, I sent you a video, Gabe, earlier this week. You, you and Alex about mm-hmm. uh, Saint Pierre breaking down the types of fighters. And this oh, is yeah. just a quick, quick clip of George Saint Pierre breaking down the fighters. And he says, "There's three types of fighters. There's the fighter guys who just have heart." Right, guys, guys mm. who are just going to go in there and brawl, and against all odds, are going to make the best. I would categorize someone Chris like Matunio. me. Yeah, Chris Matunio, baller, dude. I mean, going <laughs> up against freaking Khabib that way, my goodness, dude. Um, Wait, Khabib? Or no, sorry, not for Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, gosh, yeah, yeah, you're good. You're Sean good. O'Malley. They kind of um, look similar, I guess. Nate, <laughs> Nate Diaz, right? Those guys, uh-huh. they're yeah, they're in that dogs. category. Oh, yeah. You have the athlete, the guys who are just going to be good at any sport that they do. And then you have the artist. And I would categorize mm-hmm. Yair Rodriguez as the artist. These are the guys who are going to go in and see things from a different perspective and try to mix it up. And mm-hmm. every time you see Yair, man, he always has some crazy shit. He's got the spinning elbows. He's got the under elbow. He's got the, the bicycle kick to the face. He's got, you know, cartwheel kicks, like whatever, yeah, dude. whatever you can do in Tekken, Rodriguez can do in real life. <laughs> <What> a- <laughs> He is he is like Ryu in in real life. Hadouken, Hadouken. Um, no, dude. Honestly, his fighting style and and the way he does things really is reminiscent of one of the greats, Spider yeah. Silva. Honestly, yes. Like the way yeah. that he fights, the way he does things, his movements. Not so much like the way he faints and kind of like uh, moves around the cage, but. His style is so reminiscent of how Silva used to fight. You know, you, I remember watching Silva's fights and watching him kind of fight these lower division guys or anybody that wasn't as stylistic as he was. Uh, it was like, damn, dude, they've got nothing on this guy, you know? And that's how I feel about Rodriguez at times. He was, he's a dog, man. I really like watching him fight. And I know I bring up uh, this fighter a lot, Izzy, but. Again, like Izzy is very stylistic. <laughs> he is a very stylistic fighter, you know, and I don't think he, uh, it's like uh, um, a surprise to anybody, you know, and Yair is the same way. Watching him fight is just, it's so elegant. It sounds weird to say that because it's a fighting, it's a fight, you know, and it's like elegant dancing probably. It's just <laughs> ball, ballroom dancing, bro. Just freaking ballroom dancing. It. But yeah, man, I like watching Rodriguez fight. And I think uh, we'll see. I think we're going to get a interesting fight out of these two. Because the yeah. other thing too is keep in mind, Brian's got something to prove now, honestly. He's got something to prove because he has been out of the UFC because of this fighter here. Well, not, maybe not just because of it. Um, but I think he's going to come into this fight and put up a really good fight for Yair. Like you said, Brian's uh, up to par with a lot of his striking and he's got good submission. He's a submission artist. And so if Yair comes down, or if he gets taken down and uh, kind of the same manner that Alex was able to take him down and control the ground. I don't know. We might see a, we might see Yair go down in the ranks. I don't know what to say about this fight, dude. I don't know if uh, yeah. Yair's going to win. Kind this of nervous. is a hard one, man. This is a hard one. Cause let me, let me just talk about Ortega just real quick. Right? So Ortega rose so fast again, submission artist, he had TKOs. He had that crazy knockout on uh, on Frankie Edgar, where he just like caves in his jaw, right? Like crazy stuff. And then was that he fights- was that? Sorry, was that uh, or 
Ortega or was that Chandler? No, Chandler did it to to uh, freaking Ferguson. For, oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And okay, okay, I'm remember. Yeah, but yeah. they both got knocked out in like almost <laughs> the same manner, like yeah. the same face too. <laughs> yep, so exactly. I was like getting confused. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And then after that fight, he fights Max Holloway. And what oh, does yeah. Max Holloway do to Brian Ortega, man? It was embarrassment dude, see, on all yeah. levels. All I'm glad levels, you dude. Because I forgot about it. Goodness, dude. So, okay, you guys, yeah, if there's was, a fight oh. you want to rewatch, you got to watch Holloway put on a boxing clinic against Ortega. There's mm-hmm. there's a moment in the fight where Max literally stops literally a clinic. <laughs> literally stops hitting Ortega and puts on a clinic for him. He grabs Ortega's hands. Oh, Ortega man. lets him do this, guys. This is the middle of the fight. Ortega lets his hands be grabbed by Max Holloway. And Max shows him how to block. And then let's go and proceeds to Starts punch him his in ass. the face. Oh my goodness, dude. Oh, so good. Oh man, dude. I I man, I don't know how I forgot about that. That's so crazy. I I like totally spaced it when we were talking about Brian Ortega, but yeah, dude, that was nuts. And it's crazy too, because it's like, uh, like Carlos said, they're standing in the middle of the cage and Max being the fighter that he is, I, he is considered to be the like greatest boxer in the UFC. And he says it often, you know, but the thing is that nobody can really refute it because he is phenomenal. He's a great boxer. Such a good boxer. He like grabs, um, Ortega's elbow and puts it up to show him like how to block a shot. He's like, <laughs> he's like punching him in the side of the, it, like uh the side of his face he's like yeah like bring up your arm but it was crazy man (laughs) the best part about it is like you said uh is him just whooping it at his ass right after that (laughs) it's like i'm gonna show you how to do this but i'm also gonna keep beating you up yeah it was it was tough man so okay so you take this right so that that's that's a loss uh ortega comes back fights korean zombie wins by decision and then gets a uh a title shot um and loses by unanimous decision then immediately after the title shot, well, not immediately, you know, just the next fight has this mm-hmm. issue happen with, with Rodriguez and, uh, and that shoulder. Uh, and then through that, he breaks up with his girlfriend and, you yeah. know, just things aren't matching up for Ortega. But listen, and his man, girlfriend goes and hangs out with Sean Strickland. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Nah, dude, it's, it's rough, man. So, again, Ortega has not fought since 2022. Yair has had a handful of fights uh, since then. I think he's had a couple. Um, he also, like we talked about, fought Volk. I'm going to go with Rodriguez by submission in the second. Rodriguez by submission in the second. Oh, dude, I don't know. This is, this is a tough, tough one, honestly. It really is hard because, again, like... I said this last episode, but you can take a look at both of these guys and just off of initial kind of impressions, I guess, uh, you can make an assumption and just looking at pictures or looking at stats, you could think, oh yeah, Yari's going to take this easy, you know, but I, I have kind of a, a faltered hope or, or trust in Yair, if you will, just due to that Volk fight, you man. motherfucker. Stop, dude. How dare you turn your back on our cousin? dude ortega's probably our cousin too yeah that's right true (laughs) um no man it's just it's hard it it truly is hard because now i've kind of like got this uh bad taste in my mouth from yair um i'm frustrated to be honest because you go in and you would think fighting a champion somebody that essentially like you've worked your way up to get to this point and he kind of squandered it you know, at least Brian Ortega, when he fought Volk, put up a great fight, dude. He went the full five rounds with him and Yair kind of, it just looked like he was on a different level. Volk was, you know, completely different level. So it's hard because I see what Brian Ortega and the fight that he put up against Volk. And then I look at Yair's fight. I'm like, I don't know. You know, it's such a tough fight, especially considering that Prior to this, they were, I mean, they fought and Yair was getting the best of Brian. You know, it's just so difficult. I don't know what to pick. I don't. So what, you're just not going to make a pick? I don't know. What the <laughs> F is um, wrong with you, dude? Okay, you know what? <laughs> just do it. 
Okay. Do it. I'm going to go Ortega. You unanimous decision. Oh my gosh. Ortega I unanimous that decision. I hate that pick so much. <laughs> oh man. Dude. Oh, oh man. No, no. It's, like, <laughs> it's all right, dude. It's all right. It's all right. Listen, here's why I think you're wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're talking two years hasn't fought and and he literally came out and said that he almost retired because he didn't he didn't have the motivation to make it back from from physical therapy i think we're gonna see i think we're gonna see a very scared ortega in the in the ring i do i think that he's gonna be afraid of re-tearing his shoulder i think he's gonna be afraid of taking uh rodriguez down which is gonna lead them to strike uh and i think ultimately what's going to end up happening is that rodriguez is going to frustrate ortega standing up ortega is mm-hmm. going to take him down and that's when we're going to get that beautiful submission damn second round baby yeah I, you're resetting I, uh, you can't take it back i don't know man i yeah i, I i'm going to stick with it i'm going to stick with it okay yeah there you um, go i respect but, you i respect you <laughs> looking at his fight record man you're kind of you are making me second guess it but I'm going to stick with my prediction because let's see, Ortega has had four fights in the last five years. Okay. Since 2018 and sorry, that's six years in the last six years, five fights in six years. That's mm-hmm. nuts, dude. There's mm-hmm. four fights in six years. Sorry. Can't do math. Four fights in six years. Okay. One in 2018. Then he waits about a, almost two years. He fights Korean Zombie in 2020. It's because he got pieced up by Allway, dude. That's why his face was just fucked up. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? And then he goes and awaits another, about another year or so. He's uh, He was two weeks shy of another year. Uh, And then he fights Alex Volkanovsky. And then another year or so, he fights uh, Rodriguez. So he's taking like super, super long breaks in between fights, especially like considering that he's not a uh, champ. Usually, I feel like champs are the ones that are taking kind of those long stints between fights because they need that rest. And they also want to like hold on to their belt and whatnot. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. Frick, you're making me second guess it now. Shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it'll it'll be good nonetheless. It'll be good nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, Ortega's got heart, man. And he he could very well mm-hmm. come in there and, and put on a nice show for us and and give us the the would you say unanimous decision or split decision? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say unanimous decision. Unanimous yeah. decision. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for it. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot. I totally forgot that, uh, that Rodriguez fought Holloway as well. And he held his own. They went all five rounds. Oh. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. shit, dude. See, and that, <laughs> again. <laughs> I don't I don't want to sound like a broken record because I said this last episode and I probably will continue to say it for like the entire time we ever do any recordings like this or, or talk about fights. But it is so crazy that the, the sport, you know, that we all love. It can be so unpredictable at times, you know, because again, like I said it just a few minutes ago. You look at Yair that fought Volk and he did not very good against Volk. And then you look at Brian that did honestly very well against Volk. And then then you look at that fight against Max Holloway. And so it's just like hard. It's it's so unpredictable. You never know what's gonna happen. And uh that's why I just I love the sport, man. That's what yeah. that's what makes it so awesome. But for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. Brian Ortega, unanim- right. unanimous decision. That's what and I'm doing. I got with. I got Rodriguez second round sub. So Let's let's roll okay. it, man. All right, Alrighty. last fight on the on card. Our last fight, and honestly, I'm I'm more excited about Ortega versus Rodriguez. Um, this one probably second second excited because I, I just like Moreno. I like I like the dude. He looks like freaking yeah. Cantinflas. Like, <laughs> it's just he's got that look about him, man. <laughs> but uh, you know what I will say <laughs> though, man. Have- this <laughs> this this division in the UFC, this weight class, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna. I might be controversial. Is the most worthless weight class? Because here's the thing. No, yeah, I, I think you're right. You're right. right. Like it. It just yeah. sucks, man. Like these guys are just fighting. There's four guys fighting. Five guys fighting. You have. You have Brandon Moreno. You have Pantoja. Mm-hmm. You have Figueredo, Royval, and uh, freaking Kai Kaira France. And those guys. Those mm-hmm. are only five fighters, and they're just constantly just fighting each other. I mean, how many times did freaking Brandon Moreno fight 
Figueredo in a row. It was like three four times. times. Four times. Well, whatever he fought him total four times now. But Dude, they fought three yeah. times in a row. Three times in a row. There, there was the, only That's those crazy. two. <laughs> it's it's crazy, ridiculous, man. man. Like, I just don't uh, get it. Alex and I spoke about this in, uh, I think, two episodes ago or three episodes ago. But the so the UFC has considered getting rid of this weight class. Um, but I don't know. I just don't think it's ever going to happen because they are, there are these smaller guys that if they do move up, you know, Figueredo did just move up. But, dude, I mean, honestly, do you think any of these guys can make it up against the rest of the weight class? Like, I mean, because after this, you're moving into Sterling or not Sterling anymore, but you're moving moving into Sean O'Malley and uh, like Marab, all of these guys. That, I just don't think, honestly, like as much as I want to say Brandon Moreno is like great, I don't think he can put up a fight against those guys. Not even I, a little. I, I agree with you, man. I think these guys are just, they're just small. <laughs> they're just yeah, small guys. And that's the downside is that they're small. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, that's just how it's going to go. And I think it would be unwise of the UFC to get rid of this rate or weight class, especially too, because they, I think Pantoja and, uh, uh, Brandon probably gave us one of the greatest fights of all time. Oh yeah, Two, for sure. Twice. For sure. Yeah. It was great. So, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's just hard. I, I would be, I think it would be very dumb if they got rid of this weight class, but I do agree with you that it is kind of a joke of a weight class right yeah, now at the just moment. The, just, I don't think there's very good. They just many contend good against each other. Yeah. They just contend against each other. And they, mm-hmm. you know, that, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. I want to, I want to put this caveat across everything that we say. I f- am fully aware that all these little men would beat the hell out of me in the first round. And listen, as much as I hate Cody Garbrandt, I could not take a punch from that guy. <laughs> I'll die. <laughs> like, so just, just to preface all of our opinions by that, <laughs> we are nowhere even remotely close to the skill levels of these guys. And so I would be deathly afraid if they ever heard any of my shit takes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, preface and tie all of our, vi- all of our recordings. We suck at fighting if any of the usc <laughs> fighters or any fighters in general hear this uh we suck please don't come whoop our asses yes uh, please <laughs> but talking uh, about this fight right so uh, roy val pantoja or sorry uh, freaking <laughs> roy val moreno it's, it's gonna be a fun fight i again right the first fight they had to uh call it early just because of uh roy val's arm being dislocated one thing to note in that fight, though, was that when they were standing up, Royval was getting the better side of the exchanges. You watch that fight, and he was landing cleanly on Moreno. What Moreno did, though, mm-hmm. was that he defaulted to his wrestling, and Moreno wrestled him efficiently. Had him on the ground, tried mm-hmm. several submissions. Ultimately, the dislocation happened, and then Moreno just started raining down punches. They ended up calling it, right? but. I think that this fight is going to take a very similar approach. I think that we're going to see some striking, but ultimately I think Moreno is going to try to take this to the ground. Yeah. I I think it would be unwise to do anything else. Uh, I think right now at the moment, Royval is coming off of a, I guess, I don't know. He didn't win the fight against Pantoja, but he put up, a great performance against him. And I think he's coming off of that high, I guess, if you want to call it that high. Um, so I think the only thing at this point for him to do, like you said, is take him down. If he doesn't take him down during this fight, he's losing it hundred uh, yeah. percent. I'll just go out and say that. I think he's definitely going to lose it if he doesn't take it down to the ground. Um, because Royval just showed how good of a tank he currently has. And Brandon Moreno, Again, he's got a good tank, but he's so inconsistent, dude. That's the one frustrating yeah. thing about Marino, in my opinion, is that he is so inconsistent with the way he fights. He can come in and put on a fantastic performance and then puts on a mediocre loss against Figueredo, you know? So it's just, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, 
it's frustrating to watch him fight because you want to watch him uh, win every time. Because again, like you said, I think Brandon Moreno is like one of the nicest guys in the UFC, at least the <laughs> persona sure. he gives off. He's super easygoing, uh, very likable character. And who doesn't love an underdog, you know, who doesn't love somebody that gets let go by the UFC and then comes back two years later and then becomes the champ, dude. Like this guy was the talk of the town in Mexico. Everybody yeah, loved sure. him. There was... They were putting up uh, uh, portraits of him on walls and everybody was praising his name, you know, like this guy was mm-hmm. the, the the king of kings at that point, you know. And so, like, I want him to win. I really, really, really do. But I just want him to put up a consistent fight, put up a yeah. consistent performance for us, you know. Yeah, man, I, I totally agree with that. I think that consistency for him is key. And I think that unfortunately, that's just a byproduct of having to fight the same freaking dude. Time and yeah, time again, true. you fall into the same habits, man. Yeah. You're just, you're fighting Figueredo, fighting Figueredo, and then you switch it up and it's like, oh shit, here's Pantoja. Can't fight him the same way I fought Figueredo. Mm-hmm. But I agree, man. Mm-hmm. He's a really likable dude. I think recently, uh, I mean, everyone's seen that video probably to this point of him calling <laughs> his shot, right? And he's like, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, and maybe not next video. year, but I promise you this, one day. I, one day I will be champion. You know, like, dude, the yeah, guy just, oh, man, video. I love it. I Gets love me it. Hyped. <laughs> it's amazing, man. I mean, and he called a shot. He became champ and, and here we are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and both these guys have been, have, have kept pretty consistent fights over the last several years. I'll call it right now. As much as I love Moreno, as much as, as my Mexican heart hurts, I'm actually going to give this win to Royfall by unanimous <laughs> decision. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're the yeah, racist. I now. think I, I am the racist. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, I think, uh, I, I think, <laughs> I think after that fight against Pantoja, it really gave me some hope in Royval, man. I think that he's mm. probably learned from the first one. I think that he knows that Moreno's going to come in and try to wrestle him. I think he's going to control the distance, stuff some takedowns, try to keep it standing up and uh, piece, piece Moreno up along the way. Mm-hmm. All right, man. I'm going to go. Second round, KO, Brandon Moreno. Holy shit. Not even TKO. I'm going to say KO. I think oh he my gosh, that's out. straight I just have start. a feeling, bro. I have a feeling. You oh know what also kind of gives me this, uh, this feeling um, is that when he fought Kai Car France, mm. dude, he put up an amazing performance. And that was after he lost his belt. This was for him to like, essentially that fight was for him to get back to title contention, you know, and yep. uh, we all know what happened next, obviously. But yeah, dude, I think, uh, I think Brandon Moreno is the type of fighter that will put up a really, really good fight, especially if he knows he like what his goal is afterwards is to get the belt. And I'm sure Brandon Royval is also, that's his goal as well. But I just, have a feeling, man. I don't know. I don't know Maybe what it is. Today. But I just feel Maybe like Moreno is gonna. Yeah, dude. But one day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just have a feeling. I'm gonna send it. Second round KO, Brandon Moreno. Man, you're wilding out and straight That's up it. KO, not not TKO. We're talking KO. No, he's gonna knock him out, out. Yeah. cold. Brandon Royval's eyes are gonna roll the back of his body. His legs are gonna stiffen up, and you're gonna stand up and say, "I told you so." Got it. Yeah. Should All I right. say? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna call the shot too. Oh my I'm gosh! Gonna go what crazy you, right now. What do you say? What are you gonna say? <laughs> I'm gonna say knockout second round. The good old dick twist, right overhook. What the f- overhand? Right, yeah, right overhand, overhand, right overhand, right overhand, right. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Overhand, All right. right. All right. Yeah, that's it. Overhand, right. Like, yeah, square, square in the face, or maybe like a little side jaw. It's gonna be a square in the face. We'll see. Square yeah, yeah. in the face. No, I'm not gonna call that. I'm not gonna call that. That's too much. That's too much. Okay. Overhand. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna say the second round. Overhand right. Yes. Second round knockout. Yep. Overhand right. Oh my gosh, dude. Pack it. Send this, it. Ship it. Oh my goodness, dude. If you if this happens, uh-huh. I I don't know what I was gonna say. I was gonna say some crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'll just take it back because <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's it. That I mean, that's uh, I have already won the predictions. You're gonna see uh, <laughs> all the listeners out there. 
Wild, that's all you uh, need to listen you don't even listen need to listen to our next uh, episode breaking down the fights after oh, this relax, uh, because <laughs> you're already gonna know who won okay so <laughs> over um, and right if you want to hear yeah. me just like brag about how freaking good of uh uh seer i am go ahead and listen to the next yeah, episode on um, that note it'll probably be me and alex <laughs> on the next episode <laughs> uh, um but yeah that's uh that's that's it for for the main card. Uh, a couple other things we want to hit on really quick. want to get your guys' opinion and see we're considering, Carlos mentioned it earlier, but that video of George St. Pierre ranking fighters, we're considering doing a, a, an episode on kind of that same idea. Just give our, mm-hmm. our shitty takes on what we think the fighters actually are. If they're the, the athlete, the kind of dog or the, um, what was the other one? The like, so uh, yeah, yeah. So you got, so the three categories uh, in accordance to, um, and maybe we should, we should post this on the Instagram game and maybe you could repost it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but the three categories that George St. Pierre breaks down are the fighter, the athlete and the artist. And so mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to kind of break down some of these modern era fighters and, and just kind of chat about how they are and, uh, how we would categorize them. And then, you know, I'd love to hear from you guys on Instagram as, as to if you guys agree with those or who you would categorize as well. Yeah. Let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys too. Give us a follow. Like Carlos said, we, we have the Instagram MMA amigos, uh, send us a follow DM us. Tell us that we have shitty takes. We don't care. We're, sh- we're still going to reply. We I'll can put you on blast if you talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll mention your, uh, we'll mention you personally and your IP on the podcast. That being said, really, though. I'd Just love kidding. it if you slid into our DMs. <laughs> yeah, slide into our DMs. Give, us a, give DMs. us a shout. <laughs> give us a red panty night. <laughs> red panty night. Yeah. Um, I want to make it out to UFC but, night. I'll wear red panties. I'll do it too. I don't care. If that's how I can make it out to UFC. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, that was uh that was it from us. Again, share the share the podcast if you guys enjoy what you're listening to, and uh, if you guys are learning, please let us know. If anything, uh, if you even have questions, let us know because we'd love to we'd love to break those down. Any questions to you newer MMA fans? Because that's what we want to do. You know, this the whole yeah. idea around this is uh, to talk about what we like about the UFC, our favorite fighters, and stuff like that. But to also uh, kind of open the doors for new new fans of the to game. Educate, but, to educate. To educate. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is your host, Gabe. And Juan Carlitos. And you've got MMA Amigos. Thanks, guys. Hasta luego. Hasta luego.